Oh, <laughs> I love how you point at me. The way you point, <laughs> hit it. <laughs> that was so good. If you don't know where that's from, you have to listen to our last episode. Listen to the intro. We explain the story, but say it one more time, Tully. So it's so good. It's exactly how she said it. It's exactly how she said it. Couldn't get any better. Doctor said you got PCOS. Now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian and helped my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna move them along and take control of yourself. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of A Sister and Her Mister. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to have a little different style to our podcast. We're going to freestyle it with a random PCOS Q&A. We got our phones in our hands. Tyan's going to be on Instagram. I'm going to be on the YouTube channel. And we're just going to answer your questions as we go through this episode and just, just have a little fun. All right. I'm going to like open a post and just like read some of the comments. Sure. Is that how we should do this? Yeah. We've never done this before. So. I know. We're just going to like go with it. Bear with us. I'm going to go on the YouTube channel. If you don't know YouTube channel, PCUS Weight Loss. If you don't know our Instagram channel, PCUS Weight Loss. <laughs> all right. First of all. First of all. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, let's see. I have this post here. I said why you shouldn't cut all your carbs for a PCOS. And it's a carousel style post where I kind of like talk about how I'm going to preface this before I read the comments. So I said, as soon as you were diagnosed, you were probably told to never look at another carb again. But why would they say that? That's because it's the quickest way to reduce insulin. If you don't eat carbs, your insulin won't raise. So I'm sure a lot of us were told never to look at a carb again because that's just like the easiest way to help insulin resistance, but it's not sustainable at all. That's what I talk about in this post that you can do so many other things like slow-weighted workouts or not skipping meals or eating high-protein breakfasts or you know, not relying on artificial sweeteners, uh, managing stress, all these things that can help with insulin resistance. So looking at the comments, I see Gilly Torres says, I love you. You are helping me so much in this journey. I have a question. How do I find my carb tolerance? Basically, when you're finding your carb tolerance, I like to talk about this because we're not told that we even have a carb tolerance. Mm -hmm. And so it's really nice to know that everyone's different and some people can tolerate more than others. Um, And it's just about figuring this out. So what you can do is track your carbs for a week. Eat around 150 grams of carbs slowly lower it the following week, depending on if you feel like you should. So if you feel fatigued after your lunch, for example, it's a sign that maybe there was too many carbs in your lunch and your blood sugar is high and it won't come back down and you just need a nap and it's a mess, right? That's when you know like you would lower your carbs a little bit down to like 120, not uh, not 50, just 150 to 120. Um, And then you'd eat around there and see how you feel. See if the scale moves. That's how you would discover your carb tolerance. And it takes a little bit of practice and a lot of like tracking, but it's temporary. And if if you feel comfortable with that, then that's what you would do. And also, side note, in the app, you will be able to track your carbs (laughs) and discover your carb tolerance. Love that. 
Okay, so next question is, or next, I want to say a statement uh, on YouTube. Somebody said, all that matters is a calorie deficit. When you do what? running, you burn more calories compared to just strength training. So I totally respect that comment, but I just want to kind of explain the misconception about just burning calories while working out versus focusing on workouts that improve the calorie burn later on. So this is what I mean. Of course, if you run for two hours, if you run for several hours, you're going to end up probably burning more calories than a 30-minute, 45-minute strength training session. However, when you run for longer than 30, 45 minutes, especially at an intense rate, what happens, especially with insulin resistance, is basically your body is dropping sugar into your bloodstream to use for energy. But with insulin resistance, that sugar doesn't get converted into energy, and it's said Instead, it gets converted to fat. Not just that, working out isn't about burning calories during your session. It's about getting to the root issue of your PCOS. So this is what I mean. When you do strength training workouts, like slow-weighted workouts, there is a couple of research studies that has been shown to one, that strength training workouts improve your metabolism. So even when you're not working out, your metabolism is higher than when it would normally be because of those workouts. Two, it helps to keep your stress levels low so that your body's not going through the cortisol dysfunction that usually happens from really intense workouts. Because a lot of times people get told, oh, just work out as hard as possible, burn as many calories as you want. What happens? You end up raising your stress level so much that after your workouts, you feel super tired or you feel super fatigued the next day because your cortisol levels are just everywhere. And three, strength training workouts have been shown to really improve insulin sensitivity, basically to improve insulin resistance. So you're doing these three things. You're improving your metabolism, you're keeping your stress levels low, and you're improving insulin resistance so that when you're not working out, your body is just performing even better and helping yourself lose weight. So just want everyone to, re to really realize it's not about the burning calories and putting that pressure on yourself. It's rather about focusing on how can I improve my root issues better so that I don't have to work out for hours so that I can actually lose weight while I am just sitting down and working while I'm studying while I'm just living my life. You said it, boo. Came right from your soul. My soul. Because I, I hate when people tell people, especially like in this case, this is a person I can tell doesn't have PCOS because it's, it's, a, it's a picture of a guy. Oh, and God. He's saying all that matters oh, is about burning calories. And it's someone who's randomly posting on a PCOS account who doesn't have PCOS and just telling people with PCOS that you have to just burn calories. Like, please, first of all, stay in your lane and know what's actually happening. Get out of here. So I came across this reel. <laughs> where I'm like stomping away. I'm on the sidewalk on a walk, like stomping basically. And says, going on a stupid walk for my stupid PCOS. <laughs> and there's a great comment. She says, I woke up after being unable to sleep, right? And poor husband, well, I woke him up too, but we went for a walk and I'm a whole new person now. I love walking. So I'm. this is really something important. Okay, you think it's like, oh, she went on a walk, she's fine. But listen, when you go on a walk and you get some daylight, in your eyes, your cortisol will rise gently as it should in the mornings. It should be nice and high so that you have energy and then it should slowly taper off throughout the end of the day, right? Towards the end of the day. 
But when you have poor quality sleep, you know, your cortisol isn't as low as it should be while you're asleep. And then you struggle in the mornings because it hasn't like reached that peak that it should be at when you wake up. And that's why you feel super fatigued. So going on a walk is a great way to like jolt that energy, improve insulin sensitivity, wake yourself up. That's why we like to um, open the curtains, open the windows, get some fresh light and air and just like, you know, improve your cortisol essentially, not just like Mm -hmm. feel good, not just to get fresh air. Yeah. All right. Question from Kira. Does goat and sheep milk have the same uh, negative effects that cow milk does? Well, I will say that they definitely, uh, some research has been shown that they have less of an effect compared to cow milk, but there is still some issues with uh, with uh, cow milk and sheep milk. Wouldn't you say, Italian? Yeah, there's issues with both, but some people find that they can digest sheep milk better, or was it goat milk? You can test it out and see how you feel. I would cut out all dairy for 30 days and then slowly add it back in, whichever one you prefer, and see if your symptoms kick up because everyone's different. Yes. All right. And what about lactose-free milk? Lactose-free milk um, still has the hormones in it that are in dairy, you know? Yeah. It doesn't mean that it, it just doesn't have the lactose, which a lot of people struggle with because they don't have the lactase enzyme to like break it down. Mm -hmm. Then they have bowel issues and so on. But that's different than the hormones that are literally injected into the cow or the hormones in the milk because the cow is milked while it's pregnant. Yeah, that's different than lactose. All right. There is this photo of me that got a lot of likes. I think it was entertaining. It's me and the sheep outside. (laughs) PCOS symptoms, me trying to live my life. And then a bunch of comments. Someone says, I'm struggling with food at the moment. Nothing much seems to agree with me lately. But guys, I would definitely recommend Tallinn's masterclass. Well, that's great. That's awesome. (laughs) I love when people comment about the masterclass. I put so much energy into that when we dropped that. You did did it last week or I think two weeks ago. It was two hours long and it was amazing. I mean, I was listening from the other room. I was like, wow, Talia, your voice was breaking toward the end. I know. Because you were like really like going off, educating there were people. Like 500 people and it was full. and Yeah. We actually surpassed the limit, which sucked. Because like, I guess we didn't realize there was a limit of 500 for the room. And it was it actually went beyond it. Yeah. So next time we'll definitely get, find a way to get rid of that limit. Yeah. Did you hear about that sister who took Ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one? Incredible. I see those kinds of messages on Instagram a lot. How does that even happen? Well, Ovacetol helps with healing insulin resistance, a common root issue that most PCOS sisters have. And by targeting insulin resistance, we're seeing sisters kick those crazy cravings, finally regulate their periods, ovulate, and improve their egg quality. Each packet of Ovacetol has a 40 to 1 ratio of myo-inositol and D-chiro-inositol. This ratio is similar to the ratio that should be found in the body, but with women like me who have PCOS, this ratio is often imbalanced. So taking Ovacetol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue. So awesome. It tastes like nothing. So just warn me when you put it in a cup so I don't drink it. You got it, boo. Check out the link in the description to get 15% off your order. 
I see a comment. Sunshine Plexus says, I love it. Okay, so last month I had a bunch going on. The stress was ridiculous and I know my hormones were mad at me. However, I have since removed that drama from my life and I'm on the come up, working on giving myself grace. That's awesome. Oftentimes we can't control like the stress in our lives, whether it's from people, family, work. What are you going to do? Like there they are all the time and it can be very triggering. But you know what? If you can remove some of that drama, maybe distance yourself, create healthy boundaries for yourself and everyone around you, then you can be happier and situations can be a lot easier. Yes. All right. Question about um, rice. Can can we have rice or is it only wheat? So you can definitely have rice. Rice is a great form of carbohydrates. It's just, of course, about moderation. So I think Tyne always likes to say a fist size amount of rice. Would that be a correct serving of yeah. rice? Yeah. A fourth of your plate or a the size of your, of your fist. Yeah. yeah. That's usually a great way to do rice. But yeah, rice is definitely, definitely a good uh, part, something to have in your in your diet for PCOS. Yeah, you totally can. And if you want to go the even more like nutritionally dense route, you can choose buckwheat, which is a gluten-free grain. That's also really good for you. And it tastes really delicious. It has this like nutty flavor. It tastes really good sprinkled on salads. And it's gluten-free even though it says buckwheat in it. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. It has the word wheat, but yeah. it has no wheat in it. I don't know but why they did that. It's great for you. It's a gluten-free grain, nutritionally dense. Love it. Why you gotta trick us, buckwheat? Why why can't it just be called buck something? <laughs> what is something that doesn't have wheat in it? Buck rice. Buckthorn. Buckthorn. All right, question from Usama about coffee. She says, is black coffee harmful for PCOS patients? Please tell me. Uh, she left this comment on the video about, on YouTube. The YouTube video is the truth about coffee's effect on PCOS. I highly recommend anyone listening, if you're interested about learning about coffee and PCOS, to watch that video on YouTube on our uh, channel. But just in general, it's honestly, just to kind of like a short explanation, it is individual. But it really depends how you're feeling. So if you're having, let's say, I don't know, one, two, three cups a day, and if you're feeling like you have high stress afterwards, if you're feeling like you're you're getting mood swings, you're feeling jittery, uh, like your heart's beating faster, like like let's say you're doing homework or you're working and you're just, you're feeling like you're easily getting angry and you're easily getting flustered, that can be a sign that your coffee, the coffee intake, is increasing your stress hormones like cortisol and causing. Um, those feelings causing those symptoms so the only way to know is to kind of cut down on coffee a bit you know for some we would say cut it out completely for others we would say like let's say you're having three cups of coffee maybe cut it down to one maybe cut it down to half a cup of coffee uh, and then see how you feel see if it starts to impact your your uh, if it's continuing to impact your stress level so that's that's just a great way to find out if uh, coffee is right for you or not all right, I see a post that I made, what I eat in a day for PCOS, low-carb version. Basically, it's a photo of my breakfast, which is cauliflower oatmeal, which a cauliflower oatmeal bowl. So you mix cauliflower rice with the oatmeal when you make it. So it's still like robust and filling and fiberful, but not as much carbs. And then for lunch, a shrimp Caesar salad and as a snack, I had some seed cycling brownies and for dinner, Hawaiian chicken. And this is all in all 80 grams of carbs. This is a lower carb day for me. I typically eat around 100 grams of carbs, but I just wanted to show you guys what 80 grams of carbs looks like. And in the comments, 
I see someone says, ooh, that Hawaiian chicken looks to die for. Loving all these PCOS meal and snack ideas. Yes, you know, I really am a firm believer that we should love what we're eating and really enjoy it. Even if you're gluten and dairy free, it doesn't mean that it's like taking the flavor away from your meal. Mm -hmm. In fact, it might mean that you're going to start eating some more delicious meals because now you're going to get creative. You're going to think what vegetables, what spices, what flavors and sauces and seasonings can I use to take my meals to the next level? And I just I'm a big fan of like eating delicious, delicious food, you know? Yeah. And if you're you're mindful of like the PCOS weight loss method of how like we balance protein, carb, fiber and fat on the plate, then, you know, go for it. Go out and eat. You'll know what to order. You'll know how much of it to eat when it comes. It's just it creates like a really enjoyable dining experience that I think is so important in life. Yes. Okay, I love this uh, comment left here. This is actually from a person who is uh, is someone's partner. So sh- he says, I'm here trying to understand more about PCOS so I can help as a partner. Thank you for this information. I haven't looked through all your account yet, but if you've made a video on how a partner could help, it would be amazing uh, if you could share. So yes, we actually on our YouTube channel, we have a video all about how one you can explain PCOS to your partner and how your partner can help. So if you're listening and you want to share with your partner, just go to our YouTube channel, PCOS Weight Loss, and you'll find that video about how to explain PCOS. It's a great thing to share with even your friends, your family, and they can really learn more about how they can help you. There's this uh, post that we did about CBD. And basically, I go to sleep and I start dreaming of the lambs outside attacking yeah, me, which they actually do. They like jump all over you. That took me like about two hours to edit, but it was it was so worth it. It was so, so good. funny. Seriously, people are like cracking up in the comments. I love it. And it's such a good memory of our experience here in Yorkshire. It is like creating content with what's around us. I, I love that. I know. I always think like in the, like 20 years from now. Our we'll kids, look back. I know. I, I feel like our kids are going to look through our Instagram as if they're going through our memories. It's going to be hilarious. I just know. Like, to explain to them. Isn't that so true? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be embarrassing and embarrass- embarrassing and funny. Yeah, it's fine. Right. We'll enjoy it. I see a comment from Emily. She says, I stopped grinding my teeth after I started taking CBD at night. I mean, I used to wake up unable to open my mouth or chew more than a banana for breakfast. Once I literally woke up with my jaw dislocated, I was never able to do anything about the sleep stress and high cortisol until I tried CBD. Solid recommendation for Soul CBD. Yes, if you want to get quality sleep, deep slumber, and wake up refreshed after eight hours of sleep, then CBD is your friend. Like, honestly... I have seen such amazing reviews about Soul CBD products. They taste good, especially the gummies. There's one with melatonin in it. And talk about quality sleep. I mean, good for her. I'm so happy to hear that. And Lockjaw is like not a joke. Seriously. And if you do want to order Soul CBD, we have a 15% off offer. So all you got to do is is just go to mysoulcbd.com slash PCOS mysoulcbd.com slash PCOS. Mm-hmm. By the way, I see slash, not back. What is that other thing? Backslash? Backslash, forward slash. I don't know what it is. Forward slash, just slash. Everyone knows what you're talking about. Slash. <laughs> so, yeah, mysoulcbd.com slash PCOS to get your CBD 15% off. If you haven't seen this reel of me getting attacked by the Rams and the CBD and everything, it was posted 
Let's see. It was posted on the second. Yes. Oh, May 2nd. Yeah. Yeah. May 2nd. Go back and look at it. It is hilarious. Yeah. All right. I see here uh, a comment left by Joseline. She says, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. You clearly explained everything well. Just shout out to Talia and her beautiful voice as how she explains things all the time. I love it. And a, a question here. Just to go back to the coffee for a second. Someone asked... Can we have decaf coffee? Yes, absolutely. Decaf coffee, if you're trying to cut out caffeine in general, decaf is a great option. So go for it. Just keep in mind that decaf coffee has a very, very small amount of caffeine in it, like about five milligrams. So if you're having like five to 10 cups of coffee a day, which I don't, I doubt, you know, most people do, it can start to affect you negatively. But yeah, like as long as you're not having like five to 10 cups of coffee, you should be totally fine. But yeah, like if decaf coffee is, is totally fine. Okay, so just yeah, let's go a little longer, babe. Let's go. We're like it's like a marathon for us. We're just like reading, like trying to find all the <laughs> things we can do. Look oh, what Shweta is- said in this. Um, we we have a workout video on YouTube, and Shweta said, "The way Sirak looks at Talin." Oh, for heaven's yeah, sakes! The way I look at you in the yoga pants. For heaven's <laughs> sakes, people. Okay, I did a reel. Why you feel hungry all the time with PCOS? And I talk about how it's not your fault. It's not because you can't control yourself, but it's because of so many different things. Like if you're gluten sensitive, you know, what happens is when you eat gluten, it makes your leptin hormone 50% less sensitive. And leptin is the hormone that tells you to stop eating. So if it's not working properly, then you're going to feel hungry all the time. So definitely something to think about if you're gluten sensitive or if you haven't gone gluten and dairy free for 30 days yet. You know, it's worth a try to see how you feel. I see a lot of comments. Loving the detailed info. This account is seriously a gem. You have pretty eyes. Oh, how nice. Uh, someone says, I didn't know this. I'm struggling with eating fully gluten-free. Today I had pizza. My belly was bloated and I feel cold and tired. Definitely going full gluten-free really soon. Yeah, definitely give it a try. See how you feel. You can try gluten and dairy-free pizza. That tastes really good too. Mm-hmm. We used to make it at home, remember? Yeah, we even have the recipe on YouTube. We did a gluten and dairy-free pizza like from scratch on YouTube. It's a really fun video actually. Yeah, we used to have so much fun making pizza at night on like a Saturday night. It's been a minute since we've done that. And let me just deep dive into how good it was deep for dive one into second. It, Tell us all how good it was. Like I had my tricks. We had truffle oil. Definitely gave it a little swirl on the pizza. Little kick. Little kick. We would caramelize butternut squash. I would cut them really small and season them with like chili powder and all paprika, smoked paprika. I'd give it a good like, you know, gold like a browning in the oven. Make them really nice and um, caramelized, and then put it on the pizza. I would cook it before the pizza. It makes all the difference. I would caramelize onions separately with balsamic vinegar. Put that on the pizza. I would cook sage leaves and they turned brown basically. You fry them, put them on the pizza. The Girl, I had so all good. my tricks and it's in the sisterhood too. That recipe was yeah. so good. I mean, the full recipe is in the sisterhood. We kind of give you a sneak peek with the YouTube video where we just make like a quick gluten dairy free pizza. But yeah. yeah, it's a good one. You really, really have to like top that pizza off with a lot of deliciousness because the crust is like obviously not that interesting. It's a gluten-free crust. It's just like the bed for all the fun. Yeah. You have to like add the fun to it, you know? I mean, some people would say it's a lot of fun to add to a pizza, but hey, 
You do you. Whatever no, you no, like. Adding is the fun part. Yeah. If you're just having the gluten-free pizza with cheese and marinara, there's nothing fun if about If anything, that. it's actually more fun than a regular pizza. Yes, I said it. I said it. You it's heard true. it. I said it. It's, it's better than a normal pizza because you add all the special ingredients. And I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to say that. <laughs> all right. So a couple more here. This comment from Michelle. She says, I feel like these advices are more reliable for someone who needs to lose 20 to 30 pounds. I have a lot of weight weight to lose. Is it reliable for me too? Thank you. Well, Michelle, honestly, yes, because losing weight with PCOS, it's not something that we really recommend rushing. No matter how much weight you're trying to lose, it's not something that's going to, we like say, okay, you have to lose this amount of weight in a month or a couple months. It's a lifetime process. So with a lot of our tips... They help you lose weight sustainably. That's why we always recommend losing one to two pounds a week. So no matter what your weight loss goals are, losing one to two pounds a week is still great because one, it doesn't create unrealistic goals for yourself and puts a lot of pressure that, you know, it's it's hard to achieve. And two, it's sustainable where you're able to lose that weight and keep it off and not worry about, you know, it coming back as long as you you like you maintain what's working for you. So yes, it is reliable for you and for any sister, no matter how much weight you're trying to lose. Here's a comment from a sister who says, I started going dairy and kind of gluten-free, added in nice long stress-free walks, and I lost 64 pounds in a year. And after not having my period for over a year, I've gotten back on track with having my monthly cycle for the last six months. That's amazing. 64 pounds she lost That's- in a year. That is great results. Great results. That is great. Great results. Great job, sister. How many is that a month? Uh, 64 divided by 12 is five. I'm, I'm embarrassed five. because I... It's five. It's about... Huh? It's about five. Yeah, about like five to seven. Yeah, five to six. Five to seven. No, six. Is it six? I guess you're right. Yeah. Let's take my calculator out. But anyways, <laughs> five to six pounds every month is a big deal, my friend. I mean, yeah, you're right. Five to six. Because being consistent for a whole year is really hard when you're losing five pounds a month and trying really hard. You almost want to be like, I want to lose more weight. Why isn't the weight coming up? No, you just keep keep at it. Get consistent. Mm-hmm. Don't look at the scale. Just keep pushing. If as long as you feel good, you're good. And boom, sixty four pounds after a year. Yeah, and that's exactly for that sister Michelle who was asking. I need to lose more than twenty to thirty pounds. That's ex- that's a perfect example right there. Losing five to six pounds a month, which is one to two pounds a week, basically. There you go. You know, you're able to lose whatever your goal is. You're able to lose that in in a year. Yeah. And much more. I mean, sometimes it's not consistent. The weight loss of course, isn't yeah. consistent. There's a lot of ups and downs, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like maybe you have a thyroid issue. Maybe you have to go on medication. Maybe the medication wasn't the right dosage, blah, blah, blah. You have to be patient. You know, it's not always this like straight shot. Exactly. Great. So, 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 I think that's all the, it's a lot of comments, a lot of questions to go through. I think that's it for this one. Let us know if you like this type of podcast, everybody. It's very freestyle, a little bit of a mess if you want to call it, just, you know, reading from comments here and there. But, you know, let us know if you liked it. I think we enjoyed it. It's a bit easier than a regular this podcast. Was fun. Yeah, it was very fun. And yeah, let us know how you liked it. Leave a comment, leave a review on our podcast channel to let us know how you like this version. And yeah, I think next week we'll go back to like a normal topic and then maybe we'll come back and do this version again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's it. We'll talk to you soon, sisters, then. Yes. We hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Tune in next week. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again.